Hello, peoples, and welcome back to another episode of Esoterica Cinema, the podcast where we take films from the cinematic multiverse and discuss the hell out of them. I am the snake in your boot, host Ryan Siebold, coming at you with another I Got Five on It five minute mini review. And today we are strolling along with the tumbling tumbleweeds. Drifting along with the tumbling tumbleweeds. As we discuss 2021's cult western hit, Old Henry. I just want to say it that way every single time. I apologize. <laughs> Google has Old Henry summarized as a quiet man and his son taking a wounded stranger near his homestead, along with a bag full of cash. The stranger claims he's a sheriff being pursued by outlaws, but the man can't be sure. This film is directed by a up-and-comer named Patsy Ponceroli. Now, Patsy Ponceroli has uh, done some other things like television. He even helped produce the Jay and Silent Bob reboot a few years ago. But best I could tell, this is his first foray into mainstream feature cinema. It was shot by a guy named John Matisiak, who also has done some TV, music videos for people like Kings of Leon and Leon Bridges, No Relation. And he's done some short films and smaller indie features and stuff like that. But for all intents and purposes, we're going to say this is both of their big breakouts. The film stars Tim Blake Nelson in the titular role, Stephen Dorff as the villain, Trace Atkins, some muddy dudes, and a shit kid. We're going to get into that shortly. <laughs> it's the one part of this movie I hated. Now, I'll start by saying it's kind of hard to make an original Western these days, right? We've kind of seen it all by this point. We get it. The West kind of sucked. It's slow-paced, tend the land, bad guys show up, craziness ensues. You get the trademark all is lost moment, and then there's a big shootout at the end. Good guy wins. Everybody's victorious and goes home. Usually the good guy dies, etc., etc. And I will say, this film isn't much different than that. But with this being Patsy Ponzeroli and John Matisiak's first major feature, they didn't bite off more than they could chew. What they did was they wrote a script that was totally manageable, put it in a location that they could control and do plenty of pre-production on, wrap their heads around it. They shot this entire thing in 21 days with a budget of $1.5 million. They pre-produced the crap out of this. Patsy Ponzeroli lives in Nashville. They shot this about an hour outside of Nashville so that he could visit the farm frequently, plan shots with his DP, see what lighting was doing, where do we put the camera, etc., etc., block it all out so that when the actors stepped on set, they were totally prepared for anything that was going to come their way. Now, with interviews I saw online with Potsy and John, they did state that shooting a Western brings about its own challenges, dealing with horses, for example, guns, uh, the safety measures that need to go into play, and so forth, but they were able to control a lot more because there was no variables out in the middle of nowhere Tennessee. I think they said the weather was the only thing they really had to work around. So having one house in one location in the middle of nowhere with no one to bother them, no traffic, no planes overhead, nothing like that, they were able to get the most bang for their buck and cram this whole shoot into 21 days, which is pretty stellar. From the opening scenes, I was instantly taken back to my first viewing of the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, which was shot by Roger Deakins. Now, I'm not a huge fan of that film. I thought it lagged. It was very, very slow and methodical. It was a well-crafted film for sure, but uh, not the most action-packed Western that you've ever seen. But again, going back to video interviews with John Matisiak online, he uses that film as a direct inspiration for what he was trying to accomplish here, and he knocked it out of the park. He shot the whole thing with an Arri Alexa Mini and some Master Anamorphics, and uh, yeah, from the opening sequence when he's taking us through some brush, the lighting, the colors, uh, it just looked old and worn, had a lot of textures to it. Um, yeah, he did a great job. No complaints, no notes. Tim Blake Nelson turns in a surprisingly subdued performance in this film. We obviously know him from such classics as Oh Brother Where Art Thou or Ballad of Buster Scruggs, where he plays larger, broader roles and is let off the leash to just kind of go crazy and do what he wants and, and give these big, vibrant performances in the world that the Coen brothers create. But the character of Henry McCarty is very subdued, downplayed, methodical, 
and hiding from his past on this huge farm with his son. Now, the son is played by an actor named Gavin Lewis, and he's playing a very stereotypical teenage kid who just wants bigger things and to leave this boring farm to go to the big city, seek out adventure, etc., etc., which is all very relatable and plays into the story very well. However, I did find that his character took me out of the film at various points, you know, because you're entrenched in this great Western, and then you have this bratty kid that just wants to leave and says, I'm bored, and you're just like, oh, God, whiny kid. We're trying to shoot out here. Let's do the thing and get the confrontation going. And then you cut back to the kid. It's like, why aren't you teaching me how to use guns? And then he, like, wastes the bullets. It's so stupid. It's probably how it would really go down, but it's stupid. Steven Dorff plays Ketchum, our antagonist for the film, and along with his ragtag gang of villains, provides some great tension between the characters of Old Henry, Trace Atkins' character Uncle Al, who plays his brother-in-law who lives in the farm next door, the son, Gavin Lewis as Wyatt, and the stranger who came in with his bag of cash that they found on the farm, played by Scott Hayes. Now, I'm not going to give away a lot of spoilers to the plot, I'll just say that the tone of this film is very good, the execution of this film is very good. I think this is going to make a great calling card for Patsy Ponsaroli, as well as John Matisiak and all the other crew involved. Tim Blake Nelson had nothing but great things to say about working with Patsy Ponsaroli and even signed on for his next film that's in post-production right now called Providence that stars everyone from Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Lily James, Joey Lorden-Adams, uh, Tracy Lords, etc., etc. So Patsy uh, apparently leveraged this film and did some good things and now is going on to a much brighter career. I cannot wait to see Providence. I hope it's good. But if Old Henry is a sign of things to come, I can't wait for it. Basically, there's nothing new in this film that you haven't seen before, but this is the best version of that thing, at least for the budget of $1.5 million. This is basically the perfect example of a first film. Don't set the bar too high. Don't bite off more than you could chew. They took a C-plus idea and treated it like an A-plus movie and knocked it out of the park. This isn't Unforgiven. This isn't The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, but it is a really good Western, and it is a really, really good first film. Everyone involved should be proud of their work. With that said, my three adjectives are textbook. As previously stated, there's nothing new here. This is a by-the-numbers Western, but I can't say that without using my next adjective, which is flawless. This is a flawless execution of that thing. With the exception of the whiny kid, which does act as a plot device, there is absolutely nothing I would change about this film. And lastly is fun, because at the end of the day, that's what Western should be, right? Is transport us to another time, another era, simpler life, where you could shoot your way out of some trouble you find yourself in. Bad guys lose, good guys win, some people die, the survivors get on some horses and ride off into the sunset. This is a fun film. As previously stated, this is a C-plus movie that they treated like an A-plus movie, so I'm going to meet them in the middle and give this film a B-plus. This film is currently streaming on Hulu, so if you're out there, you're looking for something to watch, it's also only an hour and a half, so it's a real easy watch. Go out there, watch Old Henry. I'd love to hear what you guys think about it. Hit me up on the socials. With that said, see you next week on another episode of Esoterica Cinema.